3: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons.
4: Hey, good afternoon. Greetings. Welcome to the July 2nd, Thursday edition of The Ride Home. It's the stay-at-home. Kath, good to see you. Uh, Thank you. Nice and comfy. Very uh, cool. Where you are
5: Very hot in my house. Thank you for mm-hmm. asking.
4: Yeah, very nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, what do you think? How hot is it there currently in the kitchen?
5: Well, the kitchen is about 300 degrees, and I'm not exaggerating because um, my daughter's graduation party is tomorrow, and my other daughter is baking for mm. it. Now, I just want to tell you, I did not force her to do this. When she said, I want to bake the cookies, I said, are you sure? multiple times and she said yes multiple times so i want you to know when you open up the oven in my kitchen it's 350 degrees so yeah. i think if you just walked in the ambient temperature might be 300 <laughs>
4: <laughs> so you'll be having what for dinner
5: um a tuna salad third night you
4: <laughs> something very cool mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. very nice and well, then and i doing. got a
5: half of a watermelon
4: oh good okay all that's, right
5: that's gonna keep us going
4: And tomorrow, of course, the party, the graduation party outdoors, it'll be a very balmy, what, 94 degrees expected? The
5: only good thing I can say is that we will be, we have a gigantic shelter, so there's a lot of shade. And the second thing is the humidity is not going to be too high.
4: Oh, it's a dry cool.
5: So it's a dry heat. I like, Mm. it's not that I love a dry heat, but I'd rather have a dry heat than the humid heat. Uh, (laughs) So count your blessings.
4: Good. All right. I look forward to showing up there. Mm I'm
5: excited about it. And, you know, the one thing that I'm really angry about is that Mike's not coming.
4: He's blown you off.
5: He has blown me off so many times. (laughs) Actually, that's not true. He's never blown me off. This is the first time. And you know what he's doing, John? Hmm. Like, like, you think, how deep do you have to go to come up with a reason why I'm not going to go to Kathy's party? Yeah. He's moving into
4: a new house. Oh, the old moving exercise, huh? Yeah. He's moving. Oh, Mike yeah. bought a new house, closed on it. What? what did you closed it on a Monday, Mike?
6: Uh, Tuesday I closed on it. Tuesday. And officially right, moving close. everything in on a Friday. The last two days, my wife and I and my family have been painting
4: like mm-hmm.
7: crazy.
6: And it's hard I, to miss all that. Yeah. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah.
4: It's a bonding experience when you paint with family members, isn't it? It sure
6: is, it sure
5: is, mm-hmm. yes. Bonding course, is one word for it.
4: Yeah, and your father-in-law will be helping you move heavy furniture tomorrow
6: yes if uh mm-hmm. on the hottest day of the year so far mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. i think it's going to be 93 in pittsburgh on friday mm-hmm. i believe yeah
4: well, great mm-hmm. that's good yeah
6: so yeah, yeah like we're a really excited good time. <laughs> yeah, yeah you guys are welcome to come no because we're having a party remember well yeah i know that well here's here's the thing i may or may not skip out on my moving and maybe don't
3: skip out no out no
6: yes skip out yes and come to the
3: party
5: don't
6: listen to john Oh, no, yeah. You should you, skip out because
5: we're going to be having a really good time with really good food and a lot of awesome
4: cookies. Wait, uh, the only way you can skip out is if everyone's gone. You can't leave family members behind to do your work.
5: Well, some, oh, like, Would they that. notice if he was gone? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just asking.
4: I mean, that's just wrong. Don't I, question. I, I We're not even having this conversation. Uh, no, come, All right, listen, listen, Okay,
5: the good news about today, though, John, other Mm -hmm. than the fact that the party's tomorrow and Mike gets to move into his brand new house tomorrow, which Mm -hmm. is so awesome, is that it's World UFO Day.
4: (laughs) That's right. Mm -hmm. So today is UFO Day, World UFO Day, because which is kind of weird on this date, I believe in 1947 uh, was the beginning of the Roswell, Roswell, New Mexico mystery. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the uh, the truest the truest version is that there was a United States weather balloon that came down into Roswell. Locals saw it, thought it may have been a UFO. And since that time, the government has been, of course, very secretive. Although less so lately, very secretive. And around that conspiracy theories have grown up around. Where are these aliens from? The U- government came in, took the spaceship away. There's alien autopsies. So it's kind of like the 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 line in the sand, the beginning of US, UFO conspiracies here in the United States.
5: Each year on this day, crazy UFO people, mm-hmm. and I don't mean the aliens. I mean the people down here who are looking for them, gather in all these hotspots around yep. the world, right, to I don't know what conjure up another alien or just celebrate the fact that they have some special, I don't know what it is anyway. It's a communal thing. So they'll be out in Roswell, New Mexico having Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, talking about stories and mysteries and all the things that we have yet to be revealed to us.
4: World UFO day. Mm -hmm. Mm
5: -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I have a question for you. Yeah. So UFO sightings in America, I want you to guess. And I think I already told you one of them the state that has the most UFO sightings reported per year and the state that has the least.
4: Uh, you did tell me the state with the most, which makes sense. That would be California. You are correct. Right. One of the largest states, if not the largest state in the Union. And, of course, populated by a lot of you know a lot people, of people, a little off the balance.
5: And, right. And mostly good weather. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. Right, in a lot of, but not mostly, but in a, in a lot of California. Mm-hmm. Now, let me just break in and say the number one state per capita people population versus reports of UFOs is Vermont.
4: Hmm. Really?
5: So more Vermonters as a percentage <laughs> have reported a UFO sighting than Californians, I mean, but there's just so many people in California.
4: I don't understand. Have you ever seen a UFO? I never have. Neither have I.
5: Okay. State with the least sightings.
4: State with the least. South South Dakota.
5: Wrong, Mississippi.
4: Mississippi, Mm -hmm. really? You think that might be one of the top tier ones? You know, Mm -mm. wonder why that is. Wonder why the Mississippi. I don't know.
5: I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know if it's. I mean, it's very very humid down there. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if the humidity would mess with the clarity of the sky. You'd think South Dakota. I bet that's up there. I bet that's in the top ten. Could be. I bet place like or Montana, like Big Sky country.
4: Yeah, sure, sure. I bet. Mm -hmm.
5: I was surprised Pennsylvania was sixteen.
4: Or cloudy. We're cloudy a lot. My son, the astronomer, always goes again. Not a good yeah, night then, to look at the I'm stars. But I'm
5: surprised that it's not closer to fifty. Yeah, I mean, we're yeah, not. Me why too. are we sixteen? I'm surprised we're sixteen.
4: That's again. It's a big state. There's a lot of people with uh, you know a vested interest in this. You know,
5: vested interest. Yes. I don't know how vested it is. Mm-hmm.
4: I was in, a, in, a, in a, uh, an episode of the old TV show Unsolved Mysteries. <gasps> Back in 1990 with Robert Stack, uh, Kecksburg, Pennsylvania, is known as the Roswell, the Roswell of Pennsylvania, because in um, 1965, December of 1965, there was a fireball that went over portions of six states, and it landed outside of this little town, Kecksburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, The United States government says that what has fallen, what did fall, were were the fireball remnants of a Soviet satellite. What? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I went up there one night and uh, hung out, and uh, <laughs> I played a cop. Played I'm not a cop. sure
5: what's more interesting, the fact that the Kecksburg thing happened or the fact that you were on Unsolved Mysteries. Mike, what no, you say? it's
4: not that interesting. Not to the fact but that he was on Unsolved it was Mysteries. The, yeah. the most interesting thing about it was it was a nighttime shoot, and I remember driving by, by myself in my car to Kecksburg, Pennsylvania, listening to a pirate game, and Doug Drabeck... Was pitching a no hitter, as I was driving through the night, and you know every inning, every inning, every inning, and I was getting super excited. I was looking for like you know a local tavern that I could pull off and you know go in and watch right. the game because I had some time. Turns out, like in the ninth inning, he lost the uh, no hitter.
5: Oh, I can't stand no hitters.
4: Yeah, oh, I love no hitters.
5: No, you know why I hate them? Mm. Because of that exact thing. Like yeah. I, I'm, I become so emotionally invested. I'm nervous. I'm sick to my stomach, and then it's over.
4: If you catch a good one, right? You catch a good one, right? I know. Anyway, uh, happy UFO day to the world. Thank you, UFO and to
5: all of you today. as well. Okay, okay, terrific show coming up today. Open phones in the five o'clock hour, John. The question is this In honor of July 4th, what's your favorite spot in America? Has to be something other than your home. Mm-hmm. All right. So you can pick a city, you can pick a state, you can pick a street corner, you can pick a, an overlook. You know, you could be as specific as you want to be. Okay. Very but good. we want to know your favorite spot in America. That should be in, fun. Yeah. Very five nice. Hour. Yeah.
8: Okay.
5: Um, also, here's how to keep your scared dog safe on the 4th of July. Mm. If the poor dog isn't freaked out enough by all the fireworks we have every other night, take heart. The 4th of July is coming. He's going to get up. much, much worse. Mm-hmm. And coming up next, our good friend Ann Kennedy. She says this, John in cancel culture, no, no, Christians are not allowed to cancel anybody. That's next. It's the Thursday, the pre July 4th edition of The Ride Home.
6: O R D, The station with Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music every weekend.
1: With the best new music. New, new, new music. music from Jamie Kimmett, Since, Since I Met You. Over and Over by Riley Clemens. Over and, over over and, over and Glorify by Jordan Feliz. Over The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Brought to you by Trinity Jewelers and Dennis Spira and Associates.
6: 101.5 WORD.
1: On the weekend.
4: you have all helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to my listeners you can get great discounts on all my pillow products if you go to mypillow.com right now and click on the radio listener specials. You're going to see some amazing offers right now. My Pillow is offering an exclusive radio special. Today we're offering buy one, get one free on a variety of amazing products including the Supima My Pillows, My Pillow towels, roll and go anywhere pillows, duvet covers, Giza pillowcase, bolster pillows and neck pillows. Plus, if you buy Mike Lindell's book, What Are the Odds from Crack Addict to CEO, you'll get free shipping and a $25 gift card. Just go Go to MyPillow.com, enter promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954. Be sure to use promo code WORD. MyPillow is answering the call for more face masks as the country continues to deal with a global coronavirus pandemic. They'll be making face masks for hospitals across the country.
8: Land
1: ho! <laughs> hey, hey, seriously, land, land ho, guys. Guys, land ho, I'm, land ho! Land
8: ho! Land ho! Land ho! Right there!
3: The tides can turn quick on the water. Progressive's boat insurance has you covered with sign and glide on water towing. Get a quote today in as little as three minutes at progressive.com.
2: I gotta say, this land hoe thing, not very effective.
3: Progressive casualty insurance company and affiliate. Sign and glide coverage is subject to policy terms.
9: So how many of us have lived in sweatpants, socks, and hoodies for the last couple of months? I don't think I even remember what a belt is. Luckily, there's Sketches for your feet. So now that we're all staying safe, but starting to get out a little bit for the summer, we can keep that same comfort no matter where we go. Just head to Sketches.com and you can see all the ultra comfortable options Sketches has to offer. There are comfortable sandals and shoes for running, relaxing, walking, playing golf, everything you love to do under the sun, out of the sun, in the rain, in the house, whatever. And somebody are machine washable out of Skechers exclusive air-cooled memory foam. See them all right now at Skechers.com.
11: Connecting you with new customers.
4: All this time, Kath, that we've been doing the show, I am just waiting for that moment where something so completely egregious that offends me deep to my soul comes out of your mouth and I go, Mm -hmm. Kathy Emmons, you are canceled. Mm -hmm. And then you're gone. You're like gone forever. I mean, Mike has been on the cusp of that several times. New Mike here, right? But
5: Why? Because of the because of the calls he's taking from angry listeners.
4: You never know, right? People, yeah. The cancel culture has its weird sort of uh, Listen, ground if rules. I'm cance-
5: if I'm canceled by anybody, you're probably first in line since you hear more of it. It's like all the people. That, it's like all the UFO settings in California. There's just more of them. Yeah, there's the- more people there. <laughs> I got a, more of a chance to be canceled by you.
4: What is this weird thing, the cancel culture? You understand it at all?
5: I hate it. I really hate it.
4: <laughs> I get it. Well. Ann Kennedy's with us, Ann's a regular guest on our show. She is the author of Nailed It, 365 Sarcastic Devotionals for Angry and Worn-Out People. And uh, she uh, blogs regularly at a site called Preventing Grace. It's at the Patheos website. And she wrote a piece called Christians Aren't Allowed to Cancel Anyone. Ann, welcome to the show. And to be honest, that's a little disappointing. Isn't
12: it? I feel like it's super disappointing. We should, we of all people, I guess, should be allowed to cancel, um, you know, because we're human. And so, uh, no, but I don't think we should, I don't think we ought to be allowed to cancel anyone. What is the cancel? What, la- we were talking
5: about Karen yesterday, quote unquote, not our friend Karen Swallow Bryan. Breyer, who well, is really upset, of course, that this is like her name has become a meme. Well, but that's the um, other weird
4: phenomenon. The it really Karen is a weird thing.
5: phenomenon. But they're similar, right? Like mm-hmm. to me, when we talk about, you know, Karen, I'm doing air quotes um, on the air, on the, on video. It's the same thing where I'm going to point at someone I don't like and I'm going to push all of my sin judgment, all of my self righteousness in that direction so that I can feel better about me. And you think that there are similarities there?
12: I do. I think they're, they're very similar kind of phenom- phenomenon that um, the sort of, well, it's the human impulse to demonize and um, dehumanize another person, which is what, I mean, it's a really old human activity that's always been done. But now we have, you know, we have some new inflections of that um, desire to to shame and to have somebody else become less uh, while I become greater. It's a really mm-hmm. old human trick. Mm-hmm.
4: And, and so you talk about this in Christians turn a Lot of Cancel. The weird thing is this cancel culture springs from the generation that's all about inclusion and diversity.
12: I know. it's So they, that's the, the thing that I think is so interesting because we're supposed to be, yeah, inclus- inclusivity was, was, this great wonderful thing um as long as you were inclusive it didn't really matter what you believed for instance i mean, remember that it was like 15 minutes ago uh you could believe whatever you want you just had to let everybody be alive and, and not worry about it uh, and we've gone from that to this almost puritanical um, purity of thought purity of action and i think the worst part of it is purity of past that were, you know, one per and and the interesting thing about it to me is that it's it's all, it's not determined by a larger sense of society that somehow we had this consensus that developed out of our own um, cultural unity around any particular thing. It's it's so fractured. You can you can cancel somebody based on your sense of right and wrong that you determine you know, in your own mind and your own background. And so there's no objective. I mean, it's fluid. One day it's one thing and another day it's a new thing. And so you can wake up and think, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm going to go go to work today and it's going to be great. And then you find out that you, you were wrong 25 years ago and, but it's just coming. It's going to come for you now today.
5: Yeah. Right. So, and talk about why it's antithetical to what we read in the scriptures.
12: Well, so I I think I blogged a few weeks ago that, you know, the human desire is to cancel God, that we we want to cancel God. We want God to be quiet and go away forever. And we, we, you know, the, the cross was an effort to, to commit deicide, to have God, to mm-hmm. kill God, really, in um, Jesus Christ, and so we want we want to be the objective arbiter of good and evil um, for ourselves, which is a form of idolatry. So, really, we um, I think a lot of people have tried to say that Christians started at first that they canceled everybody first by saying you're wrong, but there's a difference between saying you've done something wrong you're a sinner, you should come and repent. That's actually a way of giving life to somebody, not canceling them um, in any particular way. Um, So a Christian should never cut someone off so completely. Should never decide that somebody's life doesn't matter and that they should go away and not have a job and not be human anymore. Christians, um, you know, if if we, even when somebody is put outside of the church, so Supposing you you do something really wicked, and you're put out of the church, you're excommunicated. Well, then you become um, maybe an enemy. You know, the church might think of you as an enemy. And Christians are called to do a very simple thing with their enemy, which is to love them. So you you're never a Christian is never in a position with another human being where that person is it shouldn't live and shouldn't be and you wouldn't work for that person's good in whatever particular way you could do it. Mm -hmm.
4: So the idea of humility and grace, right? Which we are all offered freely, the grace of Jesus Christ. But the the problem is Anne, that you know, uh we have become a jury and executioner and when you look around, I mean everybody is suspect and the only person who really cannot be canceled is is me or you. I mean, you know we can't cancel ourselves, can we
12: right? well, I guess I mean, I don't know can I know, that's an interesting thing what if you felt like, oh man i've sinned i'm gonna go I'm gonna cancel myself, um right. maybe that was that would be a way to get out in front of it, I guess if you if you thought,, <laughs> oh, I've probably done something bad, I guess you know what goes along with it that I think is so interesting is that we can't handle obscurity, so. We all have to be, and I'm totally guilty of this because I'm a blogger, we all have to be online every day and seen by strangers. And so I think an essential pain of the cancel culture movement is that you become invisible to the world. Yeah. Um, and so nobody wants that. So it, it has a, a peculiar kind of power that goes with it right mm-hmm. now. Whereas, I mean, yeah, you know, you, you somebody can cancel you and um, Jesus isn't ever going to you're not really canceled even if you um, if you decide to be obscure and to you know live off the grid or just concentrate on people in real life um, you're still a person and so that might be a, a countercultural way of canceling yourself before anybody else does it hmm.
5: And Kennedy's with us. She's a blogger. She blogs every day at PreventingGrace.com because she's just that disciplined. Um, and we were talking yesterday as we had our, our segment on Karen uh, and what that culture is like. I brought out my uh, my trusty notebook where I keep a list of what I call cycles of outrage, which is mm. probably another way to talk about cancel culture. And um, back to – I started doing this in nineteen two thousand and eight. 2008. And I started keeping track of like the most hated person, the person that ha- is being like all the disdain of America and the whole blogosphere is just leveled at some person, right? So that we can feel better about ourselves. Can I read you a couple of these names so that you can hearken back and think, oh, wow, I remember that. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. You ready? Okay. So uh, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. Oh, sure. Remember them? So we hated yep. them because they the, were- they were, The
4: home run race.
5: Right. Uh, Michael yeah. Vick. Yeah.
8: Right, because he was a dog fighter, and he Roger Clemens. Mm -hmm.
5: Yeah, we had Roger. We had Roger Sterling from the LA Clippers Mm -hmm. because he was a racist. Um, Ray Rice, remember Mm -hmm. he dragged his girlfriend or his wife into the elevator. Um, A Rod, until we loved him again when the MLB decided to hire him. Right, Uh, Lance Armstrong.
4: Oh yeah, he's gone. Oh
5: Mm -hmm. man, yeah. How
4: about Jesse Smollett?
5: Jesse Smollett. How about the Duggars?
4: Oh, the Duggars. The Duggars.
12: Yeah. What about Jared from you know, Subway? So Jared you from used Subway. to be able to go on Oprah after you'd been canceled. So, right. I mean, right, we don't have that people, anymore. Yeah, we don't have that anymore. Didn't some of these people like become sort of, you know, they made a public confession and they they came back into human society again? And mm-hmm. um, what what like what can happen now? I've wondered that. How does this, how does a person come back? from the proverbial Well, that's a good good question because, like, I mentioned
5: A-Rod was one of those people because he lied to the Yankees Mm -hmm. and because he was a dog and he took, you know, steroids and, Mm -hmm. you know, made up a whole other story about it. But when something about him dating J-Lo and being hired by the MLB network, I don't know what it is, but all of a sudden, A-Rod is like an okay celebrity again.
4: Yeah. He he somehow passed through the fiery ring and come out unscathed.
5: (laughs) But you know what I wonder...
4: I mean, what about uh, you know the, the spate of stand-up comedians, uh, Louis C.K. Kevin Hart. Right? Yeah,
5: Kevin Hart. Yeah. All these
4: guys, you know, and and we rely on you know comedians and essentially as the court jesters to tell us the truth. Although, of course, <laughs> I can't imagine what it's like to be a stand-up comedian. What that life is like. So uh, they're easily canceled because you go back through their Twitter account or look at a stand-up set. They've said the most untoward things of untoward things. It's their job to do so.
12: Yeah, I mean it's. It's, that's a really tragic thing is that you you know that the sort of the bedrock forgiveness that's been essential to Western society was that you could you could sing you could do some cultural thing you could say something outrageous and there and um you know maybe people would be outraged for a while but then you'd you know extremely with comedy and literature and yeah. uh, things that sort of give life to you know or, or make life complicated and nuanced uh but that's you know no we've got to have purity of thought and purity of life at all costs until i think everybody has been canceled in the entire world
5: oh, Anne, i'm sorry we've just lost you your phone was being funky for a while and now it's just completely we canceled
4: off. you we didn't tell yeah, you we, ahead that's of right time. we're
5: sick of ann kennedy and we're canceling her what it gone. is like this We're done is gone done with her sorry anyway, no so i'm kidding. We kidding. kidding we love her we okay that's ann kennedy she's author of the book which is going to be reissued we understand it's called nailed it 365 sarcastic devotionals for angry and worn out people mm-hmm. and we love you
4: we surely do okay we'll take a break come back after canceling one guest uh <laughs> we are going to talk about mount rushmore Great. which apparently is also on the verge of being it's going to be canceled look okay I mean, you don't they're like talking about blowing people. the place up. So God help us.
2: Do you want to get rid of your expensive landline, save money, but keep your important home telephone number? Then OurOldNumber.com has the perfect solution. OurOldNumber.com allows you to keep your home phone number and cancel that expensive landline connection. With OurOldNumber.com, calls from family and friends to your home phone number are answered by a personal greeting from you. The caller selects which family member they want to reach, and the call is immediately forwarded to that family member's cell phone. Your important home phone number is still your number. It's still in directory assistance, and no matter where you happen to be, you'll never miss a call. There's no equipment to buy, there's nothing to install, there are no long-term contracts, and it's only $9.99 per month. Best of all, OldNumber.com eliminates those annoying sales calls. Now your home telephone number can be as mobile as you and your family are with our com, Visit ouroldnumber.com to learn more and get started today. Ouroldnumber.com.
5: Brides come in all beautiful shapes and sizes. And at URB Bridal Informal in Bethel Park, every dress can be custom made to celebrate everyone, including hard to find plus sizes. High fashion, private label designs made to order, as flattering to your budget as they are to your neckline. Enjoy a personalized, no pressure, luxury shopping experience complete with complimentary champagne and chocolate and see the entire selection. Find a dress that celebrates you because you are beautiful.
13: At URB Bridal. For victims of drunk and drug driving, our grief is unique. But you are not alone. You always have a place at MAD. Call our 24-hour victim helpline at 877-MAD-HELP. Or visit mad.org. We are welcoming patients back and we're
5: happy to do so. Although we can't give the normal hugs or handshakes that they might be used to, the same exceptional dentistry, the same compassionate care is still there.
0: Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at stockfamilydentistry.com.
1: Trip to Europe, visit all 30 major league baseball stadiums, go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune into Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Knodek and Ethan
4: Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in
1: retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with
4: Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC.
5: This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove
6: City for supporting
5: The Ride Home.
6: 101.5 W O R D F M Pittsburgh on your smart speaker by saying play the word pittsburgh and on your phone via the word fm mobile app iheart tune in and at radio.com
14: tonight clear and moonlit with a low 66 tomorrow hot with partial sunshine caution advised if doing strenuous activities outside with a high 93 tomorrow night humid with a moonlit sky and a low 68 Saturday, partly sunny and humid, with a high of 90. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick.
4: Well, the 4th of July activities are getting underway, as weird of a year as it is. And uh, President Trump has uh, made a... um, a much ballyhooed visit he will be on the 4th of July to Mount Rushmore mm. in the Black Hills of South Dakota. Okay. Uh, Kath, have you been? Never. I, I'm ashamed to admit I have never been either.
5: Why are you ashamed?
4: Because I've got family in South Dakota. My wife's family in South you're
5: right. You should be ashamed. You should be
4: ashamed. Damn. <laughs> I want you to cancel me. Okay.
5: What do you think about Mount Rushmore? I
4: you asking my opinion about mama? Yeah, I
5: was then I was going to give you mine, and I thought, well, I just asked him his. I should yeah. shut up.
4: Um, I'd be curious to see it. I mean, it's four yeah. stories high. It took more than like 25 years to sculpt. Of course, there's always the backstory of it, which we're hearing now about the, the uh, Lakota Indians, and they consider it a sacred site as well. And, of course, it was taken over by the United States government. That's part of the brouhaha. Of course, nothing is without brouhaha today. Every move is brouhaha brouhaha ha, 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 ha. so the president is but headed nobody's out. To, laughing no they're not they're headed out to mount rushmore um i it's a curiosity I, i'd like to see it up close would you
5: well it because it's such a wonder i can't yeah. believe people could do that i know so artistically it's just shocking um like otherwise it's a little weird I don't think it's. Why do you think it's like weird? The, the giant heads are just like a it. little weird. Okay. It's, I not it's, that cool. I, it's not that I hate it. I just have always, even since I was a kid, like, look look, look at those four big heads.
4: What's the movie? There's a famous movie. I think it's uh, Cary Grant. Uh, is yes. it North by Northwest?
5: You no. Know. Uh, where
4: the, he's a Russian spy. Someone's a spy and they fall off of Mount Rushmore. Remember mm-hmm. that? I seem to remember that. Like like now, Jefferson's who's on Mount knows. Rushmore?
5: So, we've got Washington and Lincoln. Yeah. Jefferson. Yeah. And wait,
4: Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt, no, Teddy Roosevelt. We should know this, Kath.
5: I thought you knew the answer and you were going to quiz me.
4: Siri, who's on Mount Rushmore? Abraham Lincoln, George Washington, Teddy Roosevelt, Thomas Jefferson. (gasps)
5: Yeah,
4: yeah, thank you. I'm sorry, I
5: believe that is
4: 100%. Very nice, very good. Good job. Siri knows. God Mm -hmm. bless, Siri. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, so the president's going to be there 4th of July, 7,500 people are invited to attend. You've got to have a ticket in hand. Social distancing will not be enforced. Masks are not required fireworks are going to be shot off uh the people who are involved in the federal land management are leery because of course there's fireworks falling from the sky on a dry and arid background uh indians are also upset as well so you know where the president goes controversy follows so why would the fourth of july be any different Be any different right Mm
5: -hmm. do you know uh, i heard a story about calvin coolidge one time Former president of the United States,
4: who wanted to be um, on Mount Rushmore, but he was denied.
5: No, no, no. Actually, that's not what happened at all. He um, was he
4: canceled. was
5: planning on running for president mm-hmm. um, because he had he had finished out the term of. Darn it! Who was president before him who died? Anyway, I can't think of it. Right See, who was president? <laughs> That's, anyway, he so, of course, you know, the country was booming. Economically, everything was good. You know, he was going to be a shoein. in. He went out to Mount Rushmore yep. and he looked at, at it and he mm-hmm. said, whatever that is in me that would cause me to act in a way that would want my face up there
8: mm-hmm.
5: would only be increased if I became president like i'm going to become more and more egotistical and self-centered and i will want to preserve my name in some grand way like that and i don't have i i can't manage that and i'm out.
4: Oh, that's fascinating. Well there's a very wise man, right? He knew he himself. He knew himself, right? And he
5: recognized what the draw was and he said i i don't want that.
4: Yeah. Wouldn't that be horrid to see? I mean remember remember years ago our picture was on the side of a van?
5: Oh my gosh. Listen. <laughs> That was so
13: horrible.
4: <laughs> so, I mean, amplify that, that, you know, see someone's head carved into, you know, a mountain. You have to be a little mortified to see that. And if you weren't mortified, you have to, you kind of wonder, who who is a person are you, right? Do you think that would be okay?
5: Right. I, what I think is so fascinating about the Calvin Coolidge story is that he got that. Yeah. That there's something, like, most people look at that and say, I don't want that. But then if you look at it and say, I do want that. What does that say about you? And it scared him. He was scared Mm -hmm. of himself, and he said, "You know what? I can't risk what that could do to me."
4: Yeah, I would destroy myself, everybody I loved, and perhaps the nation as well because of my crazy ego. So that's very wise. Yeah, excellent. Okay, well, the president's up there with my
5: favorite president,
4: who Calvin Coolidge.
5: Yeah, really, very nice. Look at you're like whatever. (laughs) Whatever you know,
4: I'm still back Mm -hmm. on Mount Rushmore. Okay, we'll take a break. Come back and. uh, uh, Dr. Richard Mao is going to join us. Talk about some I grace. I love
5: Richard. Richard is one of our favorite guests. Former president of Fuller Theological Seminary in California, mm-hmm. um, he's going to join us to talk about. We'll figure it out next.
4: Oh, he's going to talk about uh, grace. All that I God it was cares be a surprise. about. Oh, sorry. What well, is to him?
8: Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.
15: 101.5 WORD. Hi, I'm Robert Jeffers, pastor of First Baptist Church in Dallas, and I want to invite you to join me and our special guest, Vice President Mike Pence. Join us for a patriotic celebration with worship led by the world renowned First Dallas Choir and Orchestra, fireworks, and more as we celebrate our freedom as Americans and our freedom in Christ.
1: Celebrate freedom with Robert Jeffress tomorrow at 4 on 101.5 WORD.
16: America, America, God shed his grace on me. And wow, hasn't the Lord blessed us here in America? Hi, it's me, Marcia from the Spring House. And our family is just so thankful to live in this great country. So let's celebrate with a good old-fashioned chicken barbecue meal at the Spring House. My brother Sam and his four boys will fire up the barbecue pit outside and cook long and slow the chicken quarters, dousing them every five minutes with our secret butter vinegar sauce. Keep cool inside the Springhouse Sun Porch and enjoy all our most popular family recipe sides to go with the barbecue chicken hot off the pit. Summer's a great time to top off this meal with a toasted almond fudge ball or a mud covered dirt ball. Take a spin down our hillside slide and let the baby calves lick your fingers for a memory-making experience on the farm at the Springhouse. 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com.
2: Now streaming on SalemNow.com is the brand new film, Selfie Dad. Selfie Dad is a very funny yet powerful movie about a Christian dad in a midlife crisis who becomes an overnight social media phenomenon, only to turn away from God and his family. But when he's confronted with a newfound friendship and the life-changing truths of the Bible, he learns the only way to have true happiness.
17: Some of these things I just
0: can't fix without some sort of direction. And I'm finding it right here in the Bible.
2: God can do incredible things. Selfie Dad stars Christian comedians Michael Jr. and Shonda Pierce, as well as Grammy singer YouTube star Jamie Grace and War Room's Karen Abercrombie. It will inspire you to find the life-changing value of the Bible. Watch Selfie Dad at SalemNow.com and use
3: promo code GOSPEL to save 20%. That's SalemNow.com promo code GOSPEL. Can an evening of inspiration and music really save the lives of families in the Caribbean and Latin America?
6: Experts report that starvation might soon become famine in many of the communities where access to food has been cut off.
3: Join Food for the Poor Thursday, August 13th at 7 p.m. Eastern for a virtual national celebration. We are one. You'll experience the power of unity to save the lives of families impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic.
6: RSVP today for this free event at foodforthepoor.com forward slash one. Foodforthepoor.com forward slash O-N-E.
4: Dr. Richard Miles back with us. Dr. Miles, professor of faith and public life at Fuller Theological Seminary in Pasadena, California, where he served as president for twenty years. Richard has written numerous books. His latest is called "All That God Cares About: Common Grace and Divine Delight." Richard, friend, welcome back. How are you today? Hey, good to hear your voice. Good to be back. And you as well. Yeah,
5: Richard, we love you. Okay, so <laughs> okay. we didn't plan. We didn't plan a topic ahead of time. You, you know, we're just going to bring stuff up and it, this isn't going to be like stump the band i promise mm-hmm. like i'm not gonna, <laughs> it's not gonna be like that but i'm just gonna fire a bunch of things at you okay how important are statues in your life
8: mm-hmm.
5: are you the kind of person that walks around a city and looks at statues do you, statue? do you find the controversy about statues uh moving to you in some way
18: well i mean you know they, they are preservers of memory and uh I mean, you know, some s I mean there are some statues that are just wonderful pieces of sculpture that uh you know, even of the ancient gods. I mean, it's good for us to know something about the history of civilization, the history of religious belief and so everything from the goddess Diana to Michelangelo's uh, David, I mean those are important. But then there's statues of I mean, the great Lincoln Memorial and, you know, uh, so I think that they're a very important part of the memory of our civilization, the memories of the past.
4: Yeah, I'll buy that, Richard. Yeah. All right.
5: Have- so Richard, when you, um, when you see a controversy like that, you see people who are intent on tearing them down. You see people who say, how could you tear them down? This is our history. How do you wade through a story like that, a, a, a situation, a conflict like that? I mean, you can, obviously, if, if you, if you pay close attention, you can see that each group has a point.
18: Yeah. And, 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 Again, I'm not drawing a parallel to the present with these ex- examples. But, I mean, do, do you really think that there ought to be a statue of Adolf Hitler in Jerusalem or, or in Berlin? Uh, there are certain memories that are very painful. And there are certain memories that uh, we ought not to have visual reminders of. Uh, many of. Many of them are so deeply embedded in our collective memory that we don't need to sort of uh, be in our face with them. And there are figures in American history, Aaron Burr, do we really want a statue of him someplace, you know, or uh, John Wilkes Booth, who who assassinated Lincoln. I mean, not every person who was famous in the past uh, ought to have a statue because there's something also about honoring that goes along with statues. Mm -hmm. especially in public spaces. Uh,
4: So then currently where we are right now, Richard, I mean, statues have been torn down in the past a couple of weeks or so. Heck, I mean, there's, you know, the tearing statues down of Jesus of, um, you know, look, uh, 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 Sierra or uh, uh, Catholic saints or, you know, Christopher Columbus or, and you know, it's sort of like the mob just comes in and says, we've decided this is an affront to us, to us 10 or 20 or 100 or 300 people, and we're going to tear it down. And the rest of society just has to kind of nod their head and go, hey, we kind of like that. Oh, okay, never mind. So it's gone.
18: Yeah. And and I think, you know, John and Kathy, two really important questions to ask. One is, how do we decide to erect statues, you know, uh, to honor people? And then secondly, uh, how do we, how do we decide which ones to tear down? Because obviously we could find out some things about people in the past. I mean, you know, I I don't want to, uh, bear false witness against anybody, but you know, some famous American leader who was a child abuser or, you know, and, um, and, and, and what, what I think we, we, we need that we aren't having are healthy public conversations about these things. Uh, if, you know, you, you say mob. I mean, that's that's bad. I, I don't think we should just go around destroying uh, things. I think we should have a, a healthy conversation uh, about uh which kind of peop, which kind of memories are too painful to uh, keep them going, and I can understand how, in certain places, say in the American South, there are statues to people that not only are painful for the children and grandchildren of slaves, but the whole point of having them up is to offend the the children and the grandchildren of slaves because the people believe that the wrong side won. And so they want yeah. to honor those people And that. We we need a good conversation about that.
4: Yeah, I agree with that. That's well said. Mm. Okay. Kath, you want to switch topics? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead.
5: All right. So, um, Richard, what we've been talking about cancel culture today and yesterday we talked about the quote unquote Karen, which is this, you know, kind of (laughs) internet meme that kind of is a designation for, you know, a white woman who feels very precious and is eager to Scold. scold people or, you know, turn people in or whatever it is, um, Talk about you know the evolution. You've spent a lot of your life uh, focusing on reconciliation between people and allowing disparate viewpoints to be heard at the same time. How do you see this kind of evolution in uh, in the way we're looking at things?
18: Yeah, interesting that you would ask me, Kathy, because this morning I watched a video of an African American woman and a white woman. The white woman had a gun. You know the story. Yes, uh, screaming at each other. And I cried. I, I, I It just it, all of a sudden I just sobbed because this isn't the way to be dealing with each, with each other in public life. I mean, uh, I think it's it's part of a deeper problem in our culture: the fragility of our social bond, the polarization, the yelling rather than conversing. We're we're in pretty bad shape as a as a nation, a national culture right now. And uh, these these you know, and and I want to say, I my heart goes out to the African American teenager who got bumped, you know, Uh, and and it clearly seemed to be an insulting gesture in that situation. Uh, And and I don't want to in any way excuse it, but I want to say there's a lot of fear on both sides there's a lot of uh, pain on both sides uh when a, a what a woman that you may go to church with and and really like and she teaches Sunday school but in in a, in, a, in a in a parking lot she pulls a gun on someone uh it, it, she isn't we, we shouldn't just judge her on the basis of that gun and and the the things that she yells uh, we have to realize we're going through very painful times and there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of pain on, on all sides of this. And my, my, my side is really those people who have been systematically abused and, and enslaved and prejudiced against over many, many, many decades. But uh, we also need to be thinking about what's going on with, with all of us and, how can, we, how can we find healing rather than just screaming at each other?
4: Right. Now, Richard, when I, when I see that video and I see this woman pull out a gun, I think, what is going on in a person's life? that They're driving in their car and all of a sudden a handgun comes, hand comes flying out and they're pointing it at someone. I mean, that's a pretty big jump from, you know, someone having a grievance or, you know, feeling a little angry or upset with someone to, you know, almost on the verge of murder. There's, there's a, a lot of squishy area in there about the fallenness of a person's life.
18: Oh, that's right. And, of course, you know, I mean, this is a big topic, but the whole gun culture. That we, I mean, I know churches in states, other. I, do, I haven't seen this in California, but I, I've actually been in churches where it was known that the pastor uh, packed a gun and, uh, Always, I mean, you know, and they gave guns out at the men's the, the men's annual banquet as the door prize, you know. Yeah. And, that's, and that's part and of so the culture, we're, right? And we're responsible you know, for some of this. Yeah, you know. uh,
4: I mean, here, you know, in some ways in rural, you know, western Pennsylvania, I think that's probably, at least it was, a pretty common thing, yeah. you know. Um that just is what it is. And I think, you know, we've learned to accept that over the years. Of course, anytime there's a mass shooting, this will come up about the gun culture. But I believe that, you know, it, you know what they would call it is pretty much it's settled. What, yeah. You know, Despite what you think about the NRA and people walking around with concealed and carry weapons.
18: Yeah. And, and obviously there are some people who have a gun in their home or, or maybe even in their car or in their purse because they're frightened. And uh, we need to understand that and at the same time, I think we need to ask uh, some people who brandish a gun who are quick to pull it out, what's going on there? You know what, what, what is it apart uh, as a sense of their 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 worth as human beings to uh, be so quick to pull a gun out? you know right. That's a scary thing i'm I'm really frightened about our culture and including the mob staring down
4: well that's interesting you bring that up richard because you know you've been around for a long time so you you've seen cultural changes so i mean here we are in this particular moment in 2020 is that fear i mean are you afraid of uh our society sort of going over the edge losing yeah, control yeah
18: i am because i i do think that and, and it and it gets right to the fact uh john and kathy that as a a member of congress told me this recently the big change in the the united states congress is that the minute somebody wins an election they start running for re-election yeah that's right uh we don't have the pause that we had with ronald reagan and tip o'neill uh at least a year or two of governing uh and so everything that comes up uh how they vote and how they propose things has to do with whether it's going to help their reelection two years from now, you know, And, and this is the scary thing that I think we have a, a national conversation that no longer takes place. Richard, and, thank uh, you
5: so much. I'm sorry to have to cut you off, but yeah. this is a uh, radio. We're up against a break. That's Dr. Richard Mal, professor of faith and public life at Fuller Theological Seminary. The new book is called All That God Cares About, Common Grace and Divine Delight. Richard, we yes. love you. Thanks. We sure love do you. love you.
18: Okay, thanks, so. Thanks. Bye-bye.
2: So I was doing yard work the other day leaning over a prickly bush, holding a heavy pair of electric hedge trimmers, sweat dripping off of me, and thinking to myself, Self, how is it that we've come to loving yard work so much? I think the answer is, aside from being outside in God's handiwork, we love yard work because we love the immediate results and the feeling we get when the job is done. It's Ryan, and at our Faith and Family Mortgage Team, helping you with a refinance or cash-out refinance is similar. A lot of people don't want to do it because they don't want the short-term sweat. But when you consider that rates are historically low, and when you consider that our company has a direct lender advantage, getting to use its own money within its own walls, and how that often leads to a better rate and monthly savings for you, the end feeling could definitely be worth it. Plus, we'll do most of the hard work for you. We Our United Faith Mortgage
12: We pay your appraisal fees Up to $500
10: United Mortgage Court Melville, New York MLS number 1330 Department of Banking Mortgage Lender License number
11: 22672 As the will of the students goes So goes the will of the nation This is a central theme Of the new movie Return to the Hiding Place The film about Corey Ten Boom And her secret army Of teenagers' heroic efforts To hide and save Jews From the Nazis During World War II Corey's story Was made famous By her book And original movie Produced by the Billy Graham Association Now, 45 years later comes Return to the Hiding Place, the untold behind-the-scenes true story of Corey's secret army of student-teenagers' efforts to rescue Jewish people. Told by Hans Poli, one of Corey's teens in the resistance, Return to the Hiding Place is an action-packed film of the Dutch underground's true, breathtaking rescue of an entire orphanage of Jewish children. Return to the Hiding Place, starring John Rhys Davies. Watch this captivating movie tonight with your older children at SalemNow.com and save 20% with the promo code MOVIE. Return to The Hiding Place at SalemNow.com, promo code MOVIE. Due to historical content, might not be suitable for younger audiences.
15: If you are a caregiver for a family member or loved one, this is an important message. Excel Home Care will pay you to take care of your family member or loved one. Yes, you heard right. You can actually get paid to provide care for those you love. To learn more, contact Excel Home Care today and get started right now. Care and quality when you need it. XL Home Care. 412-212-8950. 412-212-8950. XL Home Care. A help at home company.
0: Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation.
6: Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer
15: rashes I get every year.
5: I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked
15: wonders amazing stuff mirror bit on and the itch is gone
0: look for the white box with the blue star in the first aid section feel blue star work fast or your money back
6: who is most at risk for coronavirus people over 65 people with underlying medical conditions like heart disease chronic lung disease asthma diabetes people undergoing cancer treatment and people with weakened immune systems what should you do if you or a loved one is at higher risk? Avoid close contact with people. Avoid crowds. Stay home if you can. Wash your hands frequently. Learn more ways to protect yourself and others at coronavirus.gov. We've
4: been talking about the um, the onslaught of fireworks. It seems like since the first of June, uh, just nonstop. And many, many people are upset about these fireworks because they go on, you know, from nine o'clock in the evening until sometimes two or three. Uh, And people are upset, of course, because of the ordinance of, of noise, but mostly because of their dogs, because, of course, dogs do not handle fireworks well. Most dogs. I mean, I've had, you know, seven or eight dogs in my life only one dog really was terrified of fireworks. All the rest of them seem to be oblivious to it. Mm-hmm. But boy, that poor dog who was terrified was so really, really terrified. And it's a heartbreaker because you don't know what to do with it. I mean, you know, you try to, you know, you go down to the basement or try to find a quiet spot. Um, so what do you do? And especially as people, you know, if you're going out in your neighborhood or you're going to go to the local community, uh, if you're, you know, township is still having fireworks, you're leaving your dog alone. Well, how do you make sure that your dog's okay? Um, there are certain things that you can do by trying to isolate or be with your dog. Um, you know, Some people have given their dogs, you know, sort of doggy tranquilizers, something to just minimize that crush of noise and anxiety that comes with fireworks. And uh, hopefully it'll be over quickly for uh, Fourth of July. Take care of your pets.
6: Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app, at wordfm.com, iHeart, in and on radio.com. In the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORD-FM, Pittsburgh.
17: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The number of confirmed coronavirus cases in the U.S. climbed to a new high of more than 50,000 per day on Thursday. The U.S. recorded 50,700 new cases. That's according to a tally kept by Johns Hopkins University. All but 10 U.S. states are showing an increase of confirmed cases over the last 14 days. That's according to the data compiled by the COVID Tracking Project. The Supreme Court has turned away pleas and will not hear cases from pro-life activists to make it easier for them to protest outside abortion clinics. This comes just days after justices struck down a Louisiana law regulating the abortion clinics. Stocks closing higher today, the Dow gained 92 points, the Nasdaq was uh, 53 points higher, the S&P picked up 14. This is SRN news. This
2: is the entertainment
15: Connecting you with
4: new customers. You've all helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to my listeners. You can get great discounts on all my pillow products. If you go to mypillow.com right now and click on the Radio Listener Specials, you're gonna see some amazing offers. Right now, MyPillow is offering an exclusive radio special. Today we're offering buy one, get one free on a variety of amazing products, including the Supima My Pillows, My Pillow Towels, Roll and Go Anywhere pillows, duvet covers, Giza pillowcase, bolster pillows, and neck pillows. Plus, if you buy Mike Lindell's book, What are the odds? From crack addict to CEO, you'll get free shipping and a twenty five dollar gift card. Just go to MyPillow.com, enter promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954. Be sure to use promo code WORD. MyPillow is answering the call for more face masks as the country continues to deal with a global coronavirus
3: pandemic. They'll be making face masks for hospitals across the country. Can an evening of inspiration and music really save the lives of families in the Caribbean and Latin America? Experts report
6: that starvation might soon become famine in many of the communities where access to food has been cut off.
3: Join Food for the Poor Thursday, August 13th at 7 p.m. Eastern for a virtual national celebration. We are one. You'll experience the power of unity to save the lives of families impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic.
6: RSVP today for this free event at foodforthepoor.com forward slash one foodforthepoor.com forward slash O-N-E.
0: Learning has definitely changed these days. What hasn't changed is the unwavering support parents received from their local Christian school. Many were quick to adapt to the new normal, with remote classes taught by caring teachers who pray for students and their families every day. With many schools offering half-price tuition for first-time enrollees, like Eden Christian Academy in the North Hills, it's a great time to consider Christian education. Find a school that's right for you at wordfm.com slash tuitions.
14: Tonight, clear and moonlit with a low 66. Tomorrow, hot with partial sunshine. Caution advised if doing strenuous activities outside with a high 93. Tomorrow night, humid with a moonlit sky and a low 68. Saturday, partly sunny and humid with a high of 90. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick.
3: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons.
4: Hey, thanks for coming along for the 5 o'clock edition of the Thursday Ride Home with John and Kathy. It's the stay-home edition, of course. Hey, uh, of course, uh, 4th of July is coming up this weekend. I I would say, in many ways, it's the most notable 4th of July in a long time, because the United States, all of a sudden, is in a revolutionary moment I saw an opinion piece today by Daniel Henninger in today's Wall Street Journal titled, You Say You Want a Revolution, The Benchmark for American Revolt Remains the Declaration of Independence. On July 4th, 1776. So the point is, you know, we're tearing down statues. We're looking at each other with furtive glances. There is certainly a revolution in the street that compounded by the pandemic and COVID-19 and everybody staying home for months on end. And of course, this, the great American struggle of to wear a mask or not. But, you know, the important thing to know is that the 4th of July and with it, the signing of the Declaration of Independence is the most revolutionary act in the entire world other than Jesus Christ. For government, for the United States of America, when those signers sat down, and they did so with a sense of humor because they they talked about freedom and, and independence, but they never mentioned once King George. They talked in an optimistic way about what lies ahead. And so despite all the turmoil that's going on right now, and the, for any people who want to cancel 4th of July or tear down cancel or tear down the 4th of July or hate on America because America does not meet their standards of whatever that sliding scale now is, the Declaration of Independence, the, the catch is here, and Daniel Henninger says this, you want to treat yourself and your children, those you love, to a reading of the Declaration of Independence. Mm-hmm. It's only 1,500 words, but it is as lean and as tight a document as you'll ever read. Cap? Okay?
5: I think it's important to look back at how distinctive the American Revolution was versus the French Revolution. I mean, the French Revolution was, you know, it came about for very logical reasons. Um, people were desperately poor, they were desperately unhappy. Um, But the revolution itself got out of control very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. And it became a dog eat dog situation. Um, the American Revolution, um, was so different in that it was based on actual ideals that were put in writing. Um, and that is a, that is a, a really unique, type of situation that we don't appreciate enough in America. No. Um, you know, the cry of the French in the, revo- the revolution was no God, no King. The American Revolution was so different than that. They were looking for a way to actually include God in the reality of what they were forming in the United States of America. Now, they weren't looking to establish a religion. Clearly, the Establishment Clause tells us that they did not want to establish a religion, but they did see it was an absolute necessity to acknowledge that there is
8: one. Amen. Amen. Yeah.
5: And so what we have here in America that we have squandered every which way from Sunday and which we've been so bad, um, so, so diligent in extending to every person is an incredible gift. Um, it's, it's just, I don't know. It's one of those things that, I, that at a moment like this, when I think of how unhappy we all are, how satisfaction with America is at its lowest ebb. Um that those original documents are so important for us to look back and say, okay, so we're not perfect. We've never been perfect. But those original papers are showing us that there was something great that we were all going to strive to attain.
4: I agree. I broke my heart last night. I was thinking about the 4th of July and I thought, let me go look online and see what people are talking about for the 4th of July. So I went on Twitter and I typed in keywords, you know, July 4th. I mean, over-the-top hatred, people just right. crushing on America. And the most ironic thing that I saw was someone, you know, again, you know, maybe 150 followers. The, the It was a young woman said, hey, you know, I'll never celebrate 4th of July ever again. I hate this country of ours, yada, yada. But I'm so proud that I'm 21 years old and I have my own retail outlet. And for the first time, I've got a store where I'm selling, you know, high-end products. And I'm thinking, really? What? The disconnect there, the incredible hypocrisy and cluelessness that someone, a young person, has a a business, a thriving business, apparently, that they're bragging about. At the same time, hating the country that that is birthed from. Mm -hmm. No place else in the world is that possible.
5: No, you're absolutely right. You know, in all the conversations we've had about race and the dissatisfaction that we all have, that equality is um, is something that we say but not something that we practice. You know, I have talked about this. Po- I can't believe I'm going to talk about a poem two years ago. Would you have thought I'd be bringing up a poem, John? <laughs> the the I'm poem, glad you are, the the poem hater. Um, but there's a poem that I've mentioned several times called "Let America Be America Again" by Langston Hughes. And the whole idea of the poem is that America has never been what it what we said we wanted to be. But that doesn't mean that we don't love it anymore. Right, Can I read right. you just a little bit of this, yeah, John? Do. I'll just read you one stanza. It said. Oh, let America be America again, the land that has never yet been and yet must be, the land where every man is free, the land that's mine, the poor man's, the Indians, the Negroes, me, who made America, whose sweat and blood, whose faith and pain, whose hand at the foundry, whose plow in the rain must bring back our mighty dream again.
4: Hmm. Langston Hughes, let America... Yeah, it's fabulous.
5: So however Um, mad we get, however frustrated we get, um, it's just because we've done it imperfectly. It's not because (laughs) the original idea was wrong.
4: I agree. It's a great country. It's still a great country. Okay, let's take a break. Come back. When we come back, we're going to talk with Dr. Kurt Thompson. He's going to talk about now. Kurt is a psychiatrist in private practice, and he's really interested in, in a conversation about shame. So he'll talk to us in a little bit about shame and racism. That's next here at the Ride Home with John and Kathy on Board FM. Well, 4th of July weekend, it'd be a nice uh, time to take a drive out to the country in an air-conditioned car, hopefully, and stop on by the uh, Spring House because 4th of July is always special. Marsh is here from the Spring House. Hey, Marsh, how you doing today?
20: Great. How are you guys doing today?
4: We're good. We're excited for the holiday weekend that looms ahead.
20: Yeah. I love what you had to say. It made me cry. It was just beautiful. Thank you for sharing it. It was just a great reminder about... How blessed we really are.
4: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're kind,
5: Yeah, so Marcia, tell us what we can expect over the weekend at the Spring House.
20: Sure. So tomorrow, not tomorrow, uh, Saturday is the 4th of July, and we will have our annual um, 4th of July chicken barbecue, and we'll be barbecuing chicken outside on the open pit, and we use a secret butter vinegar sauce that um, the manager of the fair from when I was 10 years old gave us the recipe, and we've been doing it ever since. And it's really yummy. But now we have my sons and his cousins and the whole cousin gang barbecue the chicken. And then we'll be making all kinds of yummy stuff inside, too. We'll also have a spice rubbed slab ribs and um, hot roast beef and gravy over homemade white bread. You know, hand-peeled mashed potatoes, green beans and red potatoes, baked beans, corn pudding, cabbage and noodles, all your favorite stuff. And, you know, we're, we're willing to adapt to however people feel comfortable. We're asking people to wear masks when they come to the spring house and, but we're happy to bring it out to their car for them. And we can, they can call an order ahead of time, or they can um, send in an email and order ahead of time. And we'll have it all ready for them, run it out to their car or meet them on the porch or whatever works. Or you can sit in our nice, cool sun porch or in our beautiful picnic patch and watch the flowers grow and watch the heifers run through the field. And so, yeah, it's a great time to come on out to the country and enjoy celebrating America.
4: Fabulous. It sounds like a lot of fun. Of course, the food is delicious as, as well. So treat yourself this 4th of July. Stop on by the Spring House for their annual chicken barbecue. You can find information about the Spring House, of course, online. Marcia, happy 4th of July to you.
20: Thanks, guys. 101.5 WORD. You're
1: listening now, so we know you're a fan of the radio station. I am a big fan. And we want you to know that we appreciate you. I am your number. That's why we've developed the Word FM Fan Club. It's free to join, and once you do, you can take part in exclusive surveys and contests. Yeah, I love contests. Special offers. Great giveaways. Discounts. Freebies. I'd like to win
10: one of these contests.
1: Become a member today. Go to wordfm.com slash and
3: sign up. We're big fans. You know, it's true. Difficult times have a way of focusing us. We have to think about what matters most when it comes to our spending, our health care, no doubt, this is why so many people are joining MediShare right now. MediShare is a trusted way to save up to 50% on your monthly health care costs. More than 400,000 people have already made the switch. It's pretty obvious why, too, especially now during this challenging season with healthcare costs and out-of-pocket expenses going up. MediShare can save you a lot of money. The typical family saves $500 a month. And MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry that's worked beautifully for 27 years. There are different options to choose from to fit your budget. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Maybe now is the perfect time to make the switch and start saving. Here you go. Call 844-57-BIBLE. That's 844-57-BIBLE.
0: 844-57-BIBLE. Thinking about life insurance? If SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're
15: probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-494-2323. That's 800-494-2323. 800-494-2323. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example
3: policy at selectquote.com slash commercials, or price could vary depending on your health-issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states.
10: Do you or your business have financial problems? Are you overwhelmed with debt? Then call me, Attorney Dennis Spire, at 412-471-7675.
4: Over the last month or so, Kath and I have had numerous conversations with faith leaders, community leaders, theologians, college professors, all talking about, about racism, about uh, George Floyd, about Black Lives Matter, about demonstrations. We have covered a lot of different territory. But missing in that conversation, which is really didn't uh, occur to me in any way, was the idea of shame and racism. Dr. Kurt Thompson is a regular guest on our show. Dr. Thompson is a psychiatrist in private practice in Falls Church, Virginia. He is the author of The Soul of Shame, retelling the stories we believe about ourselves. But today is going to talk to us about shame and the soul of racism. Dr. Thompson, welcome back to the show. How are you?
10: John Kathy, it's great to be with you. Thanks for having me on.
4: Thank you. Always good to
5: hear from you, Kurt. Uh, what is the soul of racism?
10: Well, you know, I... Um it it really strikes me, Kathy, that um, in in many respects, what we do, whether we're talking about an individual's response to someone of color, or we're talking about racism and from a systemic standpoint, we're really talking about a way in which shame is embodied in a writ large fashion, as it were. In in many respects, uh, the essence of racism is. Some posture that I have, some posture that someone has, in which we are saying to another, uh, for whatever reason, in this case, because of your ethnicity, there's something about you that is not enough, that doesn't matter, that is less than, that is inadequate, that is inferior. And those are the words that we use, those are the phrases that we use, that come right out of the heart of shame, that come right out of this kind of interpersonal and neurobiological experience that we have that comes right off the early pages uh, of Scripture, and it, it was—it's been—it struck me how um, when we part part of the challenge here with all the things that have been taking place in our culture in the last uh, couple of months, uh, more vividly than it has been recently, um, is the notion of how easy it is for us to talk about racism as this thing is taking place outside of our skin. It's taking place between us and another person. I think uh, what, what we have to be careful about though, is that I can do all kinds of things to try to dismantle the lattice work of racism as it exists structurally, as it exists in society. I can pass laws and so forth, all of which is absolutely necessary and important. But if I'm not attuned to the fact that that emerges, that, very, that racism does not begin there, It begins in the very center of my soul, and not just because of the position that I have about somebody with a particular race, but because of this role that shame plays with me in many different ways, I just find a particular way to kind of distill it and embody it and put a face Mm -hmm. on it in somebody else's race. If I'm not doing the important internal work of discovering where this shame emerges within me to begin with, It will be easy for us to do all the work we need to do externally, structurally. And in some given, unknown given time in the future, the same kinds of phenomena that we've been witnessing in the last several months is going to find us again, and perhaps even in a more violent way.
4: I see. So... Dr. Thompson, talk about yourself then of this shame overlay, because uh, in the piece that you wrote on your blog, Shame and the Soul of Racism, you talk about growing up in a Quaker community. Now that's a, a yeah. huge jump growing up, uh, you know, in that sort of environment and then trying to, as an adult white man, look at racism through your filtered lens and making sense of it all. And in some ways, Right, uh, looking to reach over and figure out what is it in my privilege. What there's that word that I have to adjust.
10: Right. Well, and I think that uh, there's there's no question that um, you know shame in general when when we uh, apart from racism, uh, shame's healing takes place when I can look at it. In my I can I can I can see it in my in my own heart, but I see it through your eyes. Right, I, I may be ashamed of something, and that shame is going to house itself within me. And if I don't have someone who's able to look at it with me and not leave the room, look at it with me and not condemn me, then I'm going to have a, have a way to have that be healed. Growing up in the community that I was in, I, I, as I wrote in the, in the article, I learned uh, experientially, viscerally, what it meant. Uh, to love people who were different than you, to be aware that um, there there is a way for us to— we are, we are called to love others um, who are different and who may be less privileged out of a sense of God's having loved us. And this whole notion was kind of, you know, written into my kind of DNA in a way in, in the community in which I grew up. But that doesn't keep me from being— uh, in, a, in a situation in which the very fact that I'm still white, you know, does give me certain access to things. I was, uh, my wife and I were on vacation just last week, and uh, we ordered we ordered pizza from a, from a joint that we just love to go to. Um, but this place has two, uh, you know, two spots. We were in an we uh, eastern seaboard uh, town, two spots, and you can order it in one place and pick it up in another place. And she did that. She ordered it at one store, went to the other store to pick it up. And when she arrived, the store where we were intending to pick it up hadn't gotten her order from where she had placed it. Mm. But, you know, they didn't ask any questions. They said, did you pay for it? She said, yes. They handed her a pie. My guess is that if she had been a 35-year-old African-American male, it would not have been that easy for her to do, for, for that to have been pulled off. I get that. Yeah. And 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 what happens is that we uh, even growing up in a Quaker community, I still live in a larger context that can uh, kind of find its way into my soul, even in ways that I'm not aware of. I think one of the things that being in a community that told the truth about itself and invited others to tell the truth about itself, uh, others tell the truth about themselves, made it possible for us to be less fearful, if you will, about acknowledging that there are things about us that we wish that were different. Part of what shame does within me is that it exists in a way that has me not wanting to look at it. And because I don't look at it, it, like an abscess, can fester and grow. Mm -hmm. One of the ways that relationship building with people of color uh, does for us is that it really enables us to have relationships with people that allows us to look at our own lives without condemnation. Therefore, when we talk about um, what, what we can do about this, exploring this element of shame in my own life, makes it possible for shame not, and for me to be active doing that, it makes it possible for it not to go underground, not to show up in a way then later that I wasn't looking for, which I, th- this is the thing that I would have concern about, that we will do all that we need to do structurally but that I'm not necessarily, if I'm not doing that work on a regular daily basis to see where shame shows up, not just in racism, but in all kinds of ways in my daily life, it will find its way out again sometime out in the future.
5: Kurt Thompson's with us. Kurt is a a, uh, psychiatrist in private practice in Falls Church, Virginia. He joins us monthly on our program. Uh, Kurt, in your... um in your own experience in doing one-on-one counseling with people, um, and you wrote a book on shame, uh, you've talked about shame today. Um, have you seen that... Uh- Work itself out in a in an interpersonal context, race wise, like someone is thinking of dating someone who's of a different race, or someone's child is marrying someone of a different race, or the, you know whatever it is. I, I don't want to put a scenario in your mind, but is there something like that? I think the reason I'm asking is so many of our conversations are theoretical. Right. Right. And so I'm just wondering if we can get to the person to person interaction. I think that's where the real danger and the real hope is. So tell us, what do you think? Right.
10: Yeah. Yeah. I I can, I mean, I think the the most striking example, there will be multiple examples of this that I can give you is that when I myself see a person of color as a patient, um, you know, it, it's true that I, I think it's true that most of us, you, you, I'm sure that you've been talking about this on your show with your listeners, this notion that most of us who are white aren't really aware that we're white. We just kind of like walk out into the world and the world is the way that it is. Um, but I've come to be aware that like my being white actually uh, has impact in it, and it is a thing. And so one of the things that I've tried to practice doing whenever I'm seeing a person of color is to acknowledge that there's not just a power gradient in the room at that point of myself being a physician and they're the patient, but also to acknowledge that I'm a middle-aged white guy talking to a person of color. And the very act of saying that, you know, the, the patient walks in the room and we think that they're there to talk about their depression. We think they're there to talk, talk about their anxiety or what have you. But the moment that I say... And I also, and I would say to them, I want to acknowledge something else. I want to acknowledge that I'm a middle-aged white guy, and you're, we'll say that you're an African American male, and that makes a difference in the room. And I'm aware that there are elements about that that are taking place in our relationship, and I want to be mindful of that. Mm-hmm. I cannot tell you the number of people, the number of times that some like there is a, there is a look that comes over their face that's almost stunned that I. Would be naming something that they then acknowledge is in their life all the time, to which they would often say, "Gosh, I can't tell you how much that means to me to hear you say that. i'm I'm just really grateful that we kind of are working with that understanding of 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 what's going on in the room. Now I not being an African American, I don't know, I can't say experientially what that that I know exactly what that's like for them to hear a white guy say that to them. I can say that I've borne witness on many, many occasions, however, to people uh, acknowledging that, my acknowledging that, and I'm not being heroic here, but it, it, it's it's data. It's a data point. It, it's recognizing that there is a power gradient in the room that I'm often not even aware of, but that the acknowledgement of that actually creates a certain level of empathic connection that allows the work that we then have to do, whether it's anxiety or depression or trauma or whatever it is that we have to do, actually much more effective because we're telling the truth about more than what most people would necessarily have to talk about. These are the kinds of conversations that I would not necessarily, have I wouldn't be having with you know my patients who are not people of color. So that's probably one of the most uh, poignant kinds of examples that has happened multiple times for me and again, I would say that this has, this in and of itself has taught me that there are things that I just, as, as a white male, that I that I don't sense, I can't sense, I don't experience because I've not had that, uh, I've not had that life experience of an African American male. But that I am now viscerally persuaded that it's present, and I really want to be mindful of that, so that when I'm attuning to their life, I'm not just attuning to the facts as I hear on the ground, but that I, I'm really aware that because of their ethnicity. They've had a particular experience that I can often be unaware of, but naming that I am aware of that in a way that really wants to make me even more sensitive to it deepens our connection and enables and fosters the healing of shame, as well as the progression of moving out of whatever those states of psychiatric distress that they're in.
4: Kurt, that's fascinating. We have to stop, and I'm sorry, our time is up. Shame and the soul of racism. Kurt, if people want to follow along this thread, because the essay that you've been talking from is at your website, where do people go to find out more?
10: They can find out more at kurtthompsonmd.com. It's the most recent post that I've uh, put up, uh, and it just went up uh, two days ago.
4: Very nice. Dr. Kurt Thompson, author of The Soul of Shame, Retelling the Stories We Believe About Ourselves. Kurt Thompson, MD. Take a break. Come back. We've got more ahead. Uh, Fourth of July. Here it is, right? We're on the cusp of it all. God bless America. What is your favorite spot in America? Right? Let's talk about that in a few minutes.
21: Facing a layoff near retirement, you may have some important decisions to make regarding your 401k. If you don't work there, should your money stay? This decision could be important to achieving your retirement goals. This is Ethan Lane, Associate Advisor with Accurate Solutions Group. Our team has worked with many families with these types of decisions and understand your options. With taxes at historic lows, we can look at options for your 401k that could save you on taxes down the road. Our team at Accurate Solutions Group is offering a 10-step layoff survival guide. For your complimentary copy, call or text REVIEW to 412-515-3555. Accurate Solutions Group is ready to assist you. For your copy or to schedule your complimentary 401k review, call or text REVIEW to 412-515-3555 investment advisory services offered through asg investment management llc investing involves risk including the potential loss of principal Neither the firm nor its representatives can provide tax advice
0: traveling internationally may not have been a priority for you in recent weeks but as our country and others around the world start to reopen we're confident it will be safe to travel to the holy land this december israel has already reopened to the public while maintaining safe social distancing In fact, an independent organization recently rated Israel as the number one country on its COVID-19 safety ranking. There is no better time than now to sign up to join Dr. Sebastian Gorka and Mike Lindell from MyPillow on the Stand with Israel tour this December 2nd through 11th. Visit SebGorka.com and click the Israel banner to register. Seize the moment to celebrate life, freedom, and your faith by signing up to visit the inspiring Holy Land. Here's the best part. If for any reason you can't go cancel without a penalty between now and August 14th. Reserve your spot today and travel to Israel this December with Dr. Sebastian Gorka and Mike Lindell. Visit SebGorka.com and click the Israel banner.
9: First Presbyterian Church is a beacon of light and love to this community.
13: The message that I hear sustains me for the whole week. I love this church because of the diversity and the music and the people.
1: The incredible beauty of the space. A warm, welcoming congregation.
13: The
6: people are amazing and truly love one another and christ and our pastor preaches
13: the gospel i want everybody to pittsburgh to come and experience first
0: presbyterian church of pittsburgh in the heart of the city with the city in its heart
5: i was a little bit surprised but so happy to see how eager patients were to return to the office and their loyalty and their friendship means everything to us
0: exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com.
6: Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart. Tune in and on Radio.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh.
14: Tonight, clear and moonlit with a low 66. Tomorrow, hot with partial sunshine. Caution advised if doing strenuous activities outside with a high 93. Tomorrow night, humid with a moonlit sky and a low 68. Saturday, partly sunny and humid with a high of 90. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick.
4: I have a niece who uh, lives in Seattle. And right as COVID was getting underway... Uh, She took off and uh, was going around the world, her and her husband. I mean, it was something they planned for, saved for, and of course it got shut down. And so instead, when they got shut down, they were in Australia, they came back to the States and they decided to drive around the United States. So I follow her, of course, because I love her. She's fabulous. She's on Instagram, my niece. And they started putting photos up, putting photos up of all the different national parks, all the places they went to, it was unbelievable the, the depth and the breadth of the beauty that they experienced in about six months. Now, you got to wonder about this, about this great country of ours. I mean, when, you know, when they say sea to shining sea, there's a heck of a lot between mm-hmm. sea to shining sea. So much incredible beauty. So Kath and I were talking a little earlier today, and we were thinking about the 4th of July and what a wonderful country, what an incredible country that we live in, how blessed we are. And I think often about favorite places that I visited or a place where I go, man, if I could not wait to get back there someday, that space, when I was there, that meant so much to me. I couldn't believe I was there because I felt this way or I thought about this. It made me, you know, I think all of us, I think all of us have some place in this country that we've either visited or lived, we go, that, that place is my favorite place. That to me is what America is all about.
5: It's interesting that people think, okay, I love Washington, D.C. Yeah. Which is fine. You know, it's the nation's capital, it's beautiful or whatever. But I think the thing that we're thinking of as we open up our phone lines, and by the way, we are opening, 800-320-8255. We'd like to hear from you as we head into the July 4th weekend. We want to hear about your favorite spot in America mm-hmm. that's not your house. Okay, so you cannot pick your house, but you can be as specific or as general as you want. You can say, um, you know, I love the state of Oregon or you know, I have always wanted to move to Florida or you could say, boy, I really love a particular city or this neighborhood I was in this one time or whatever. Mm-hmm. We're looking for your favorite spot in America. Um we want you to be as specific as possible and tell us why it's so great. This is as John said, such a spectacular expanse. Of land and opportunities. And uh, the differences between people who live in South Dakota and people who live in Mississippi (laughs) could not be greater. Um, And so we just have something that very few people on the face of the earth have. And that is just an incredible diversity. Um, the phone line's are open 800-320-8255 800-320-8255 john when i was on a uh, europe last summer um, i was in germany and in the netherlands and um it was like a little more than a two week trip and um but it was different because we stayed we were hosted by people who were either uh, german or dutch yeah and the thing that kept coming back to me that was such a i it shouldn't be a shock but it was they love the idea of America. They love it. They get it. They they get the Statue of Liberty. They get the freedom thing. I mean, I we were with I was with a hundred German uh, high school students when I was there um, for a I don't know for most of the time. And yeah. in talking to them, their dream, their dream is to leave Germany and move to America. Really? Now, not that they're going to leave Germany forever, but they're dying to see it. They want to experience it. They want to know what it is because Germans are all German, you know what mm-hmm. I mean. But there's something so amazing about America that it's so it's a, it's a melting pot, and there's just such a gigantic diversity in the size of the land and the diversity and the and, the and the beauty of it.
4: That's cool. Okay, so um, you want to talk about your place or my place? You want to go there first? Or should we do that or you want to wait?
5: Yeah, well, maybe we should take a break. Why why don't we take a break and let more people call in? Mike, we got someone on the line right now, right? Okay, we have a couple more lines open. We'd love to hear from you. 800 320 8255. In honor of the July 4th holiday, what's your favorite spot in America? Give us a call now.
15: W-O-R-D. Hi, I'm Robert Jeffers, pastor of First Baptist Church in Dallas, and I want to invite you to join me and our special guest, Vice President Mike Pence. Join us for a patriotic celebration with worship led by the world-renowned First Dallas Choir and Orchestra, fireworks, and more. As we celebrate our freedom as Americans and our freedom in Christ.
1: Celebrate freedom with Robert Jeffress tomorrow at
4: 4 on 101.5 WORD. We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters, and downspouts, siding, and of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows or Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company, and all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for a free repair or replacement. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of the highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry from a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company, windowsarouspittsburgh.com. That's windowsarouspittsburgh.com.
11: In Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 2, God says, "Write in a book all the words I have spoken to you." In the midst of a pandemic, we've rediscovered a world that's hungry for truth, for the gospel. As Christians, we're called to run with God's banner for all to see. At ChristianAuthors.com, we're linking arms with believers like you. If you have a testimony to share, go to ChristianAuthors.com. It's time to put pen to paper. Let us help you get your story published. Go to ChristianAuthors.com today.
9: First Presbyterian Church is a beacon of light and love to this community.
13: The message that I hear sustains me for the whole week. I love this church because of the diversity and the music and the people
1: the incredible beauty of the space a warm
17: welcoming congregation
6: the people are amazing and truly love one another
13: and christ and our pastor preaches the gospel i want everybody to pittsburgh to come and experience
0: first presbyterian church of pittsburgh in the heart of the city with the city in its heart when it comes to your child's education do you feel like you have a partner in your current school or is it more like you're on your own As you look ahead to next year, now's a perfect time to consider a quality Christian education with a school who will be a true educational partner for you and your family. Many of our area's finest Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like First Baptist Christian School of Butler. Find a school that's right for you at wordfm.com slash tuitions.
4: We're talking about your favorite place in this country, right? I mean, here it is, 4th of July. Road trips are pretty much on hold for a lot of people. Like, everything is on, everything. you got to stay at home again. So, what is it, the favorite place in this entire country that you go to? Kath, what were you saying?
5: Well, I thought a lot about this, and I yeah. think my favorite spot, just like one little spot, I can't pick between two and I got two, two. okay and when i tell you what they are you're going to understand that they have they're very similar actually yeah yeah one is Ogunquit Maine it's right on the coast the atlantic coast it is a spectacularly beautiful place that is just the glory of new england the nice. glory of the atlantic just absolute natural beauty yeah okay Fantastic. and my other one is laguna beach california for exactly the same reason, only it's the Pacific coast.
4: <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. That's hard to beat. That's fabulous. And they're
5: both spectacular. Yeah. That's I America. cannot believe we are lucky enough to live in a country that yeah. has both of those.
4: That truly is sea to shining sea. Okay. Mm-hmm. Quickly, I'll give you one. When I lived in New York City in the 80s, the Statue of Liberty uh, in lower Manhattan and Battery Park, it was pretty ratty, uh, it has since undergone renovations which made it really cool because, I mean, I loved all things New York. I remember I would regularly drive down to Battery Park, and then you, I'd lock my bike up. You'd take a ferry across to Ellis Island, and then literally for the princely sum of $2, you would get admitted to the Statue of Liberty. And now, of course, you have to make this online reservation. It costs a lot of money, yada, yada. But there were simpler times then. You'd get to the Statue of Liberty, and then if you had the muscle, you could take the steps up, and then from the steps, climb a ladder to the very crown of the Statue of Liberty. Wow. And there um, are these little windows, these big, thick windows. And I remember like, leaning on a ladder and looking out this window in the crown of the Statue of Liberty at New York City and thinking, this is cool. Because the Statue of Liberty, of course, more than 100 years old, right. You know, you're feeling inside the structure, the copper structure. That was one of my favorite places ever. I mean, because of the history and the event, the the beauty and the representation of give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses all right there in front of me. That's what I love. Mm -hmm. I also love taking a drive to the Outer Banks and then getting on 12 South by myself in a car and driving uh, to Ocracoke. You get on the ferry, you go to Ocracoke, and I sit on the beach and you look way down there. There's nobody You look out here at the ocean, it goes on forever, of course. You look to your right, there's nobody. I mean, I just love Mm. the raw beauty of isolation of being at the ocean.
5: Wow.
4: Awesome. Let's go to the phones. 800-320-8255. 800-320-8255. John, you're live on the air with us. What's your favorite place?
9: Uh, How are you guys doing? Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You sound great. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Not quite as far as you guys uh, go out here. I, just, I like to stay local, so uh, Pima Tuning Lake in Crawford County. Okay. Uh, Tell us I about like that, John. What is it about where, it? Well, that's where they they have the uh, fish you can feed, and the, yep. there's so many of them, they're carp. I think sure. their lo- logo is the uh, fish are so thick that the ducks can walk on them.
8: <laughs> <laughs> that's so, cool.
9: Yeah you, just got, yeah, you can feed them, and uh, good camping areas up there. Uh, That's awesome. Kids love it. We just we were just up there last weekend, so I, I was driving home. I, I listened to you guys quite a bit, and just thought I'd chime in there. But
10: great
4: well, show, thanks.
5: wonderful. No, First of all, thanks for listening.
4: Yeah, and John, is sure. that true? I mean, are the carp so thick that the ducks can walk on them?
5: I yeah. I, my dad. See
9: my my grandpa used to take me there, and then uh, my dad. We camped actually quite a bit, so we've been up there all my life. I've I've seen it with more fish, you know, than late. Uh, I know they had a a death come through there a couple years ago. I don't know what exactly what it was, but they killed quite a few of them. But these things are, I don't know how long, they're huge, 20 inches or more. And uh, when you throw like a couple loaves of bread or something in there, like you can't see the water, that's how many fish there are.
4: That's cool. That's very cool. So, hey, John, thanks yeah, for watching. Yeah, really Happy 4th really of July, like, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey,
8: you guys too. Okay, 800
4: uh, 320 Mike, we got somebody else up? Julian.
5: julian is it julie
7: or julian yeah, yeah julia julia j-u-l-i-a uh-huh Hi, julia listen i had the opportunity to live in Tioga county in the mountain area allegheny mm-hmm. mountain area yeah. yeah and it is just beautiful up there i enjoyed the uh, deer eating in the lower pasture i enjoyed seeing the bear run around and groundhogs, and we had butterflies, lightning bugs. It's just, you name it, it was all there. Very and nice. it was really nice. It was very nice.
4: Wait, did you did you say you lived there?
7: Yes, I did. I had a small farm there.
8: Mm,
4: and
7: uh, yeah, I was only there for six years, but uh, it was very nice.
4: I enjoyed it. Mm. You know, i, I got to be honest, I don't think I've ever been there. Vision. So I, I, I'm mm. going to put that on my bucket list. <laughs>
7: Well, if you ever get a chance to go there and live for the summer, it's beautiful.
4: Really, Tioga County, very nice. Mm -hmm. Hey, Julia, Mm -hmm. thanks Mm -hmm. enough for calling. Happy Fourth of July to you.
5: All right, we got Laura on the phone next. Laura, welcome in. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Laura, tell us, what's your favorite spot in America?
7: Well, it is a favorite spot, and it's uh, in Little Rock, where I used to live, and it's called the Big Dam Bridge. Mm. dam because it's built over a dam. Um, I used to walk there a lot in the evenings, and one thing I love about it is um, it's beautiful. There are glorious sunsets there. It has a view of Pinnacle Mountain, which is kind of an iconic mountain in central Arkansas. But um, for your 4th of July purpose, what I love about it is it was probably the place, um, aside from New York City, the place where I saw the most uh, different kinds of people gathered you'd have all ages um, mm. you'd have I mean there would be times when I would be walking there in the summer and I might hear several different languages spoken and um, it was just a place where difference did not matter mm. so that's why it's one of my favorite places I was also yeah. delighted to hear my my friend Anne Kennedy online or, earlier today oh you're yeah. friends with her yep
5: yep oh well we love Ann and so we're okay. happy to be friends with you too very nice Thank you.
4: That's Thanks Laura, the Big Dam Bridge in Little
5: Rock, Arkansas. All right, okay, we're going to take okay. a break because yeah. Mike's telling us we have to and we do whatever he says. Phone okay. lines are open, 800-320-8255. We want to hear, in honor of July 4th, what is your favorite spot in America? So give us a call next.
15: You give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sound crazy? The crazy thing is this never ends. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing. Were you
19: lied to when buying a timeshare and want out? Get the facts about timeshare cancellation. Call Wesley now for your free information kit. 800-605-5757.
4: 800-605-5757. 800-605-5757. You've all helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to my listeners. You can get great discounts on all my pillow products if you go to mypillow.com right now and click on the radio listener specials. You're going to see some amazing offers. Right now, MyPillow is offering an exclusive radio special. Today, we're offering buy one, get one free on a variety of amazing products, including the Supima MyPillows, MyPillow towels, roll-and-go-anywhere pillows, duvet covers, Giza pillowcase, bolster pillows, and neck pillows. Plus, if you buy Mike Lindell's book, What Are the Odds? From Crack Addict to CEO, you'll get free shipping and a $25 gift card. Just go to MyPillow.com, enter promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954. Be sure to use promo code word my pillow is answering the call for more face masks as the country continues to deal with a global coronavirus pandemic they'll be making face masks for hospitals across the country right now there are young people across the world facing a tough choice
0: continue their dream of education or drop out to help their family put food on the table You can help change their future in a single moment. See how far your support can go at Unbound.org.
16: We are welcoming patients back, and we're happy to do so. Although we
5: can't give the normal hugs or handshakes that they might be used to, the same exceptional dentistry, the same compassionate care is still there.
0: Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com.
5: of the 4th of July holiday, which we're about to celebrate, we're looking for some personal place in this huge, beautiful country that you love. So we're asking you, what's your favorite spot in America? It can be general, it can be a state, it can be like a region, or it can be something really specific like a street corner, but we want to hear from you at 800-320-8255. Marianne's with us. Marianne, welcome in. What's your favorite spot in America?
13: My favorite spot is about seven miles from the spring house Going out 519, there's a flashing okay. red light. You cross over 40, and it's called Lone Pine. And my husband and I moved out there. We were there 33 years. Pat O'Brien was my one of my neighbors, <gasps> wonderful neighbors. Yes, oh, first of all, you had amazing. a great neighbor. What's, what's so wonderful about Gladling Pine? It was so quiet hmm. from the city, and it was just amazing. Wow. We, we We used to sit out at night, listen to the birds, put their babies to bed. And in the morning, bright and early, the birds were out. And it was just, and we could hear the sheep down at Pat O'Brien's. And um, it was actually before he moved there, there was a man named Mr. Horn. He had 350 sheep. And then all around, you could hear donkeys. Somebody had donkeys. Somebody had a horse farm, but they had donkeys to protect them. And it was just amazing. It was like in another world. 33 years. We raised our girls out there. My mom lived across the field, so if they didn't like what I was having for dinner, they would say, we're going over Graham's, <laughs> and they would go over to my mother's to have dinner over there, So,
8: That's or true. she would
13: call and say, listen, I'm making tuna noodles. I know your girls like them, so whatever I had, that topped it, but it was wonderful. <laughs> it was a wonderful time of just being together and just smelling the fresh-cut grass. My daughter used to say, Daddy, when you cut the grass, I feel so rich. So it was really amazing. Oh. We loved oh, that yes. there. Isn't that and wonderful. it was like thank a you, little piece of heaven. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh huh. That's Gladly
4: Pine.
5: Okay. We're looking for you. What's your favorite spot in this great nation? 800-320-8255. Who do we have, Mike? Eric. Eric. Hi.
9: Good afternoon. Good afternoon.
5: Hi, Eric. What's your favorite spot in America?
9: Oh, I I have I have several. I, I guess it depends on the season. Um, mm-hmm. In the summers, uh, I, I mean, all four everywhere in the in in the world is fantastic. Uh, but in Pennsylvania, I enjoy Presque Isle. Mm-hmm.
8: Uh, okay. At,
9: uh, the camp on the uh, the camp on the lake uh, it, it, to to look out. It, you could be in it. it You can imagine it to be anywhere along the East Coast. Mm. Beautiful set, beautiful sunrise, sandy beaches. Uh, uh, You go down to Florida. You got northern Florida, central Florida, underground aquifers to to scuba dive, dive with the manatees, uh, dive in...
4: it sounds fabulous. I mean, you can't beat the beach, Eric. I really appreciate it. Thanks for calling. Happy 4th of July to you. All right. I mean, uh, I think we're out of time here, Mike. Are we uh, we're up against the clock here. So, uh
5: why don't well, we can take a break? Keep the phone yep. lines open? 800 th- No, no, no. What what are you saying, Mike?
4: We can't th- there's no break. <laughs> oh, right. Of
5: course not. Sorry. No, I got excited thinking there was another break, but there isn't. Yeah. No, there isn't.
4: All right. I mean, I'm surprised. I mean, people have talked about the beach, but we've heard mostly from people talking about, you know, the farm, right, right. Um, in fields, uh, that. Uh, what I was about, surprised
5: but, by that, too. I thought more people would say, I don't know, like.
4: San Francisco, you wanted, you know, New
5: York yeah, City. Exactly. Or Chicago. I always loved Chicago. I love Michigan Avenue in Chicago. Or, you know, I love Broadway, or I love Charleston, South Carolina. Or I am thinking yeah. of like vacation hot spots. I've always loved Austin, Texas, for the music, or New Orleans, or something Nashville. like
8: that. Mm-hmm.
5: Um, okay, so I can, I can tell you another couple spots that I really like, John. Yeah, sure. I, mean, sure. I meant my, the one. If you are just joining us, the two my favorite two spots in America I mentioned were one was Ogunquit, Maine, which is on the Atlantic coast, and the other is Laguna Beach, California, which is on the Pacific coast. Um, but I also really, really love New Orleans.
8: Hmm, and really
5: for people listening they're like she that's gross New you know how could a Christian woman want to be in New Orleans but it's it's such a weird hodgepodge of oddness yeah I mean it's super collective. odd it's dirty um, but it's beautiful and it's really um, cultish in some ways and at the same time there's a real elegance to it. I mean it's got terrific food and a lot of great art. And you have to really like the oddity, but I don't know. I've, I've always loved New
4: Orleans. That's very nice. My in-laws uh, owned a farm in uh, Missouri, rural Missouri. Uh, and to me, that, that was the most fabulous place. Mm. I mean, you know, you think Missouri. about the middle of nowhere, Never I mean, that's been what to I Missouri. love, right? I mean, you don't hear cars. You don't hear—I mean, anything. What you hear is nature, and that's been that way since God made the earth. So, to be in a farm, I, I get that for people. Just you know, the auditory sense and the sense of the overpowering majesty of a big sky and, and all that that comes with—that's just so fabulous. So, sure is. I mean, it's it's just a great country. It is. Yeah. So enjoy it. Uh, forget the naysayers, right? God bless America because it's an incredible place. Hey, it's always a great pleasure to be with you. Thanks for coming along. As always, you can find us on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're all over the place. WordFM.com, of course, is the home spot. But uh, we'll see you next time, God willing. Have yourself a great night. Kath, happy Fourth of July to you.
8: You too.
3: The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.